New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. This is our theme song here on the lunchtime edition of Curtis Sliwa for the passing of Allison Russo, lieutenant with the fire department, who was near retirement, who had served in so many capacities in her life of dedicated selfless service to our city. There is a um, funeral ceremony taking place. But I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, having spent most of uh, yesterday after the show in Astoria and going uh, to the uh, EMS uh, squad that she was attached to and right to the corner on 41st and 21st where she was viciously stabbed 20 times over and over. Now that the uh, media has vacated the area, they're on to their next story. Now that a degree of normalcy has returned to that neighborhood, I've known that story for years and years. Remember, the reason you listen to me and the reason you spread the word is I know where all the bones are buried, who buried them. Know this city every square inch better than anybody alive. And I challenge anyone on that. But when I return to the scene of this vicious crime, there's nobody around. Like it's normal. Private homes quiet. I paid my respects at St. Francis of Assisi because yesterday was St. Francis of Assisi Day, the patron saint of all the animals. That's up on 46th and 21st. Little music here, maestro, please. Uh, underneath the whole way because we want to pay tribute to um, Alison Russo and we want to go the whole nine yards. Dido, this is a great song that she did in the 90s and is so applicable. So after going uh, from store to store along Titmarsh Boulevard, many of you WABC listeners, uh, we were issuing, I and the Guardian Angels, an antidote to what had been uh, issued just two weeks before by the enemies of our society. The Democrat Socialists of America who represent the area, the acolytes of AOC All Out Crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Democratic Socialists and the Justice Warriors, and her number one protege, Tiffany Caban, who is the city councilwoman, two weeks before, she and her associates had gone into the stores, had emailed them, and advised them never, 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 never call the police under any circumstance. Call 311, even if you have an emergency outside, they can't wait. They even acknowledge it may take a few hours for them to arrive, but never, ever call the police and never call the Department of Homeless Services because if it deals with emotionally disturbed persons or homeless people, they'll just call the police. So we went uh, business to business, and many of them were uh, waiting us because the New York Post had done an article how we would be blanketing the area, in which we handed out the flyers with our logo on it. 
And very specifically, we said if you see a conflict that appears to be escalating, if you see someone having a mental health crisis, if you see someone experiencing a drug overdose, call 911. Always, always, always call the NYPD. And other than one Palestinian uh, merchant who threw me out of his... uh, uh, his uh, place of business, which is his right. He says, oh, you side with Israel against us. I said, no, 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 let me tell you something, pal. I do side with Israel, but uh, if you were being robbed, if you were a victim of a crime, I'd be here for you, and the guardian angels would be here for you like anyway. Get out of my shop, get out of my shop. But uh, other than that, it's a very degree, uh, diverse group of merchants. They were all very receptive, and they cursed Tiffany Caban. And I say to myself, as this um, funeral service is underway for Alison Russo, do we think that Councilwoman Timothy Caban, the Democrat Socialist of America, will be at the service since she represents the area that Alison was so viciously killed in, 20 times stabbed? I, my over-under point spread is no. I, I was at the uh, wake last night at the Comac Abbey funeral home. Oh, my God, it was packed. And what was good to see, it wasn't just firefighters and cops and EMTs from all over the tri-state area, a lot of citizens. So they actually had three separate lines uh, in order to allow you access uh, to look at uh, Alison Russo before they close the casket. It's on a stage right now. As the uh, final ceremony is underway before it's ashes to ashes, dust to dust. But I want to report to all of you is that as I was talking with people there, especially after we paid our tribute, we guardian angels, to this fallen hero, Alison Russo, in her casket, I was able to meet with the family members and then uh, to... uh, There's no other way to describe them. Her mother and father, Catherine and Frank, they were absolutely eclectic. Absolutely eclectic. Earlier in the day when Tish James came to do her song and dance routine, as they always do the elected officials, Catherine, especially the mother, ripped into her. What are you doing? What are you doing about the crime in our city? Uh, my city, my city, you've de- you're allowing my city to be destroyed. Allowing my city to be destroyed. And there was no holding her back, no holding her husband back, Frank. Both of them in wheelchairs. They were in their 80s. Let's face it, there are a lot of you in that similar situation. You expect when it's your time to go, it's your children or grandchildren who will bury you. The last thing parents ever want to do is to bury their children or grandchildren. But other than being in mourning, as the entire family was in the entire community, Catherine and Frank were taking no prisoners. You went up there. You paid respects. You went and showed that. You were concerned about the loss of their daughter. It's like the day before, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. I mean, Catherine and Frank tore into him. I talked to a number of uh, the members of uh, the fire department who were within earshot. And they said Catherine was incredible. 
she tore into the mayor. She said, what are you doing for the city? What are you, you're supposed to have been a cop. You're doing nothing. Our city is being destroyed. Do your job. Obviously, Eric Adams knew there was no way that he could puff his chest out, be obnoxious, obstinate, pretentious, and omnipotent like he always claims to be. He just uh, nodded his head, and eventually he left. But Catherine and Frank, the parents of Allison Russo, were on fire. And apparently, according to some of the same eyewitnesses from the fire department, she gave Tish James, the attorney general, general, even more grief, more hell, more fire, more brimstone. Because, you see, they come... They pay their respects because they say politically it's expected of me. And then they come bearing uh, false, false condolences. Because in many respects, many of these elected officials intend on doing nothing. So uh, I've got my bird dogs in the audience there today for the final words of condolence to Alison Russo before her final resting place. And they will let me know who was there and who wasn't there. And also who just came for a photo app and then just jumped in their taxpayer-funded SUVs to do the bird. But ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. It's obvious to all now after 10 months, this man, Eric Adams, has been a fraud. If you could have sensed the anger amongst the firefighters... The EMS workers, the cops yesterday, the citizens. And they were very honest with me outside. They were saying, Curtis, I didn't vote for you. I always liked you. Listened to you on WABC. But, you know, he had been a cop for 22 years, and I told them all. How many firefighters do you know that are house mouses? They're in the firehouse all the time. The bells ring. They don't make the run. Come on. The guy was a house mouse in the precincts. He made no collars. He wasn't proactive. He knows nothing about policing. Don't don't apologize now. Don't apologize to me now. You made your decision, and now look at the mess that he and his government has created. I don't know if the police commissioner showed up Seawell. I would assume it's an easy trip for her. She's in Nassau County and refuses to move to New York City, which is... Required after six months of becoming police commissioner. She's out outrightly said, I'm not moving to New York City. Not moving to New York City. <laughs> She's always missing in action. A guy named Phil Banks runs the police department. She gets to meet with no deputy chiefs, no chiefs. She has no input on policing. She has one meeting each week with Phil Banks on a Sunday. And let's hope everyone it's in church. Because he's the one who interviewed her. He's the one who hired her. Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, just signed off on it. So what a miserable mess. And then on top of that, Eric Adams and his sickle fans, toadies and lackeys, are continuing to say the crime that is swallowing us up, it's all a perception. We have a safe subway system. Transit police officers, they have done their job. What we must do is remove the perception of fear. Cases like this aggravates the perception of fear. Uh, When you see homeless individuals with mental health issues, 
not being attended to and given the proper services that add to the perception of fear. And so what our battle is in the subway system is fighting the perception of fear. No, it's not. It's fighting the reality. What do you say to that mother of her daughter and her friend were out celebrating her daughter's birthday on Saturday night when these green goblins attacked them on the end train? You've seen the video now. They're throwing them around like rag dolls. They're kicking them. They're punching them. They robbed them of their personal values, their cell phone, their purses, and they high-fived one another. And they just kept walking up and down that end train like they owned it. Where were the transit cops? Where were the transit cops? And then a guy was thrown onto the six train tracks, 14th Street, Union Square. There's the transit police headquarters, District 4, right there, right there. There's cameras everywhere. And the guy, right, he got away from that attack. And then it turns out this guy has a rap sheet uh, like Scott, 500, uh, 500 tissue papers long, Scott tissue paper. All kinds of emotionally disturbed problems, and it just is endless. It goes on and on. And I, I want to give a shout-out to Sean Hannity. The other night he had on the woman who had been so viciously and savagely brutalized, kicked and punched at the um, Howard Beach Station, the A-Train, connecting to the buses that take you to the terminals at JFK. And again on national television, to the world. She said, I I may lose my eye. I have four children. I'm afraid to ever go back on that train again. I, I just can't see myself taking that train to work any longer, although I loved my job. But where are all the police? You promised the police, Eric Adams. You said you would flood the transit system with police. And now the new spin by the NYPD is the old spin after Eric Adams got elected. Look at the analytics. It's your perception. The guy who got thrown into the tracks of the six train says, I'm never taking the train at night. I have to do it during the day. I got to work. I got to pay my rent. Got to take care of my family. Got to feed my kids. But I'll be damned if I ever take the subway at night again. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Constant pivot and shift to find a the right solution to this humanitarian crisis. Now, usually I don't do this, but uh, I'm going to hit y'all with a little preview of the remix. They can say what they want. Pivot and shift part two. When you get a question, what do you do? First you pivot, then you shift. First you pivot, then you shift. Hey. We're New Yorkers, and this is what we do. Don't try to script me. This is what we do. This is what we do. Uh, first you pivot, then you shift. This is what we do. This is what we do. Ow. We're going to have to continue to pivot and shift. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Uh, first you pivot, then you shift. <laughs> That's right. He laughs at us. We're all suckers, especially you who voted for Eric Adams, a swagger man with no plan. It's on all the front pages of today's newspapers today, Pivot and Shift. We've been talking about that for quite some time because whenever Eric Adams, the swagger man, is jammed up and he's got to sort of uh, get himself out of the jam that he's created for himself and for all of us, obviously, as mayor, he says, oh, my administration is based on Pivot and Shift. We want to 
give another shout-out to Chris Libertini in charge of our imaging along with Chris Bavona, who is part of the deep state of imaging. I never trusted that guy, but this one is a winner. Now, let's uh, look at this situation with the tents. Remember, I was in the forefront of warning everyone in the Bronx that Eric Adams, the swagger man, was going to stick that humongous tent in the parking lot of Orchard Beach, the parking lot there. And everybody's, no, nah, no, nah, come on, Curtis. It's a flood zone. It's a flood zone. The parks department, his own parks department says, eat a little split, a little spritz, and it's flooded. You can't, you can't put a tent there to house a thousand single able-bodied men from Venezuela, illegal aliens who cannot work and will have nothing to do all day but to roam around. And what are the nearest uh, locations uh, where there's any form of uh, civilization and stores and people? It's in the middle of nowhere, City Island, right, right over the bridge or the surrounding areas near the Bruckner and the New England Turnpike. And people were like uh, blowing up my phone. Can you please have guardian angels out here? This guy doesn't understand. It's going to create chaos. So what happened the other night in the midst of us getting the backlash of terrible Hurricane uh, Ian? What happened? It flooded. And then all of a sudden, Eric Adams said, well, we're going to pivot and shift. We're going to put it on Randall's Island. We're going to scale it back. Instead of a 1,000 single able-bodied men, we're going to just house 500. And once again, the Parks Department and engineers have said, schmuck, putz. That's a flood zone. You're going to put the tent there You half the size. It's going to get flooded. Doesn't matter. Charge on. And no doubt soon we're going to see another pivot and shift. And by the way, if you go to Randall's Island, that's where the firefighters train. It has homeless shelters out there. It has uh, mica units. Mica units, for those of you who don't know how the shelters are uh, uh, bifurcated, that's for the emotionally disturbed. Those are really... Uh, shelters that have no control of their population. You have drug rehab. You have everything out there. And they're all free to leave the island from sunup to sundown. They only have to make it back uh, until curfew at 10 o'clock or they lose their bed. So now they're going to see this tent for 500 single-able-bodied Venezuelans. The Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb partners with Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, has now said, I'm sending in the New York State National Guard. Because anybody would know, the state troopers have a barracks right there in Randall's Island. All they do is write tickets uh, on the Triborough Bridge. You know, write tickets, uh, try to feed the budget that's going to implode uh, in Albany. That's their sole job, is to clip you as you're going across the Triborough Bridge. Even they're saying, yeah, you're going to need the National Guard to protect that tent. Because when the normal American homeless people see the swag bags and the cell phones and all the amenities and the health care and everything else these illegal aliens are getting, they're going to bum rush the tents. And don't you dare put any women out there. Oh, my God. If so, you're going to have to feed all these guys salt Peter in their Cheerios in the morning. I mean, without which, it's going to be crazy. So Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb is sending in the New York State National Guard, and I guarantee you that's not going to work either. So what was the alternative, ladies and gentlemen? The alternative, as announced on um, 
Late Friday afternoon, whenever you want bad news to be released, you do it Friday afternoons at the national, the state level, regional level, city level. And so Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, released a bomb on Friday saying that he was in negotiation with the Norwegian cruise line to bring in to the home port, North Shore, where the Navy used to have a port until the Schmachterplatz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, and Gerald the Whale... Uh, Nadler chased them out. That's right. We chased the Navy out. And so now you're going to have a cruise liner in there to house 5,000 illegal aliens, mostly from Venezuela. And that Saturday, my phone was blowing up. But while I was organizing Staten Island residents to fight the cruise liner, one of their elected officials, Joe Borelli, just happened to be playing ping pong in a ping pong tournament. With our own Mama Luke, Frank Morano. Joe Borelli. Joe, by the way, fresh off kicking Frank Morano's ass not once but twice in a big ping pong tournament at Morano's house over the weekend. I mean, how geeky are you guys, by the way? <laughs> at, at least it was a close match. Sid. Usually it's a blowout. Usually, uh, you know, he doesn't even last five minutes with me. Uh, th- th- this week he actually gave me a run for my money, thankfully. I, I didn't even get a free cup of coffee this time, though. You would think all hands on deck, right? This is an emergency. My phone is blowing up. I know Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis's phone is blown up, but you know Joe Borelli's. And no, 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 no. He's still busy playing ping pong. And then worse than just being a slacker and a deadbeat in this issue, he thought it was a great idea bringing in the cruise line. I could, I could actually hear, I could hear that. Cruise liner coming up from Fort Lauderdale as we speak. The Norwegian cruise liner ready to berth right there at Homeport. You see, he had had meetings already with Eric Adams' administration through uh, a former borough president, Utreditor, the Judas, Jimmy Otto, former Republican conservative. He was making the shidduch. Hey, you guys, you take the cruise liner, and we're not going to put any tents, uh, you know, uh, Mid-Island, uh, South Shore. Hey. Come on, you scratch our belly, we scratch your belly. It's actually a more practical solution than uh, setting up tent cities or trying to have another 40 or 30 hotel leases around the city. Hmm. So he signed on to the Eric Adams plan, negotiated by the former borough president, Jimmy Otto, who had been a Republican conservative, but decided to sell out and go to work for Eric Adams in City Hall. Okay. There's a viable disagreement, and Sid is hosting him. But then all of a sudden, because I'm opposed to it, and I was leading the charge against it, uh, Joe Borelli slams me. What did he call me, Baba Booey? Well, what did he call me? could actually solve this whole problem. If he just wades out into the water off Sandy Hook with his dopey outfit, he might be mistaken for a buoy, oh, uh, and, and the ship might come like the Costa Concordia and run oh, aground. Are you problem hearing this? Well, you hate his guts. I mean, this is, uh, you're not even kidding. uh, I can't stand him at this point. And then for the second time, Sid Rosenberg hosted someone who decided to call me what? Inbred or ingrate? Second time that Sid has done this. 
Now all of a sudden he's this ingrate who doesn't want to be my friend, which is fine. It's neither here nor there. Well, by the way, yeah, though, let me, let me, by the way, that is now dating back to a couple of weeks ago when you called me from Greece, which was very, very nice. That is the second time you've referred to Curtis Sliwa as an ingrate, and that pissed him off the first time, so now you've done it again. And then I'm not going to play this one because Sid will have to respond to it. Sid actually agreed with Joe Borelli and Frank Morano, who uh, who arranged for Joe Borelli to be with Sid. I'm telling you, well, guess what? Sid Rosenberg, you broke my heart. You broke my heart. Sid, you don't ever take sides against the WABC family again. Because while you were in Yom Kippur mode, the most solemn holiday for Jews, they have to fast for 24 hours. That means Sid can't even eat his favorite bacon, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. Nothing. Sid had to put his yarmulke on, one of his many fine suits. Have to pay. It's such demands to be in the pew of the shul at synagogue on Yom Kippur more than any other day. Because if you haven't been written into the book of life by Yom Kippur, by Hashem, you're dead the next year. Sometime in the next year, you're dead. There's nothing you can do. It's like out of good fellas. You know, you call up, please, Hashem, I apologize. All right, nothing we can do. You're dead. So here is Sid. Yesterday, he's davening. He's reading Torah and Talmud. You know, he's faking it because, let's face it, He's not the most religious Jew in the world, but he's davening, you know, like he's one of them. And do you know what's going on? And he has no privy to this. At the Hilton Gardens on Staten Island, Nicole Maliotakis, the congresswoman, has assembled all of the Republicans. And she has said to them, that's it. You're either with us or against us on this cruise issue, because she was the first to take the position against it. Because if you don't, Curtis is going to settle all scores. The wrath of Sliwa is upon Staten Island. He's out here campaigning for Joe Tyrone, for the state Senate Republican, North Shore. He's been out here for Sam Pirazzoli. He's going to be out there more mid-island, Republican conservative. He's like living here in Staten Island. Joe Borelli, you're going to have to pivot and shift. Could I hear uh, the first pivot and shift? Because that's exactly what he did without ever informing Sid Rosenberg. This is not a shelter issue. This is a humanitarian refugee migrant crisis, humanitarian crisis. And so we're going to pivot and shift as a need. <laughs> pivot and shift. I do the boogaloo. Out of salsa. Pivot and shift. Pivot and shift. First you pivot, then you shift. Pivot and shift. Pivot and shift. The walls. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Oh. Pivot and shift. Pivot and shift. This is not a shelter issue. First you pivot, then you shift. Pivot, pivot, pivot. Pivot and shift. Pivot and shift. So unbeknownst to Sid, it was in shul, begging Hashem, please Write me into the book of life. I can't afford to die now. Look, I'm number one in the mornings, right? I've done a complete resurrection. I got my book, Citizens United, right? It's like it's never been better. The traditors, 
without his knowledge. Salazo, right? Never trust my grandfather, Fidel Bianchino, said, you never trust a cheech in a zip, a Sicilian. And he was right. My grandfather, uh, Fidel Bianchino, body. Bodies. So here's Salazo, right, who was talking in Sid's ear, like, yeah, come on board, support me. And Sid did. I'm not going to play that cut. And that insult to injury here. No, 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 no. This Yom Kippur. And then, you know who Tessio is? Frank Morano. Frank Morano negotiated all of this. So 3 o'clock, they had a press conference yesterday outside of the Hilton Gardens in which Joe Borelli signed on. This was the headline issued by Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis. Staten Island officials, plural, call on the mayor to scrap home port cruise deal. You think they gave a heads up to Sid? No. So they know that this is the most solemn of holidays, that at dusk, Jews can't do anything, nothing. So what time did Frank Morano send out the press release to Sid? 8.43 p.m. last night. Sid is in shul, the holiest day of the year for Jews. They treated him like Mo Green. They shot him right between the eyes. So now what? I know they say, uh, where's Philip? Philip's run away from me today, the associate producer, since Justin Alec is off today uh, because he's in shul, uh, hoping to get written into the Book of Life. I notice that normally I'm on Thursday mornings, right? 7.05. I don't see nothing. Because I think Sid realizes now that they stuck the shiv into him. His homeboys, Salazzo, Tessio, the two cheeches. Yeah, Frank Morano is a cheech, too. He's a Siciliano. I, I warned you, Sid, you always want to be with the Italians. You, you, you never listen to me. I've had wars with the Italians. I warned you, Sid. You broke my heart. You don't ever take the sides against the WABC family again. Ever, Sid. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. Touchdown brings me round again to find. I'm not the man they think I am at home. I'm not Uh, Let me continue the pile on. You know, you never side against the family. You never do, Sid. And you're a tried and true Met fan, right? You saw what happened against the Atlanta Braves, wiped out in three. It was bad enough, the worst president of our lifetime, although this one is sure giving him a run for the money Biden. Jimmy Carter had his 98th birthday along with his wife, Rosalind, 95. They had a parade in Plains, Georgia. They were wearing their Atlanta Braves caps, and they were doing chop-chop, just like Ted Turner and Jane Fonda did. 1996, Fulton County Stadium, as we uh, took out the Atlanta Braves in the World Series. So you met fans. Uh, Jimmy Carter was asked, what was the best president that you got on your 98th birthday, uh, longest surviving president? 
and he said the Mets getting swept in three by the Atlanta Braves, and he was doing the politically incorrect chop-chop. Well, now more insult to injury, Sid Rosenberg and you Met fans. Elton John, how many times has Sid said, oh, you got to play the rocket, man, right, Elton John? You know, the, what was it, the SpaceX rocket just went off, left uh, Cape Canaveral. I'll never call it Cape Kennedy. Up there to the International Space Station with a Russian cosmonaut. Because we know Elon Musk, who owns SpaceX, said, hey, why don't you, uh, Zelensky in the Ukraine, why don't you just settle with Putin, you know, end the war. And Zelensky, shut your mouth, huh? Elon Musk. So Elon Musk is transporting a cosmonaut to the International Space uh, Station. It lifted from uh, Cape Canaveral about an hour ago. But that's not why I'm playing this fan, this song, Met fans. Who knew? Who knew? Sid, as you're sitting there, who knows? Maybe uh, you're, you're hearing this uh, broadcast through the through the fillings in your teeth as you sit there in shul. But Elton John, in the midst of his concert in Nashville, as you know, this is the farewell Yellow Brick uh, Road tour. Who knew that he was a big Atlanta Braves fan? So he stopped the concert in the middle of a set. And he got up on the stage and he informed the crowd. And something that makes me very happy tonight, the Braves swept the Mets. Oh, wow. And then he gave a fist pump and started back playing the piano. I mean, come on, Mets fans. Does it get any worse than that? Elton John was dancing on your... World Series dreams, your playoff dreams. And to you, Sid Rosenberg, you deserve it. Turning on me. Oh, by the way, Joe Varelli, right? Isn't he one of the 52 members of the deadbeats and slackers of the city council, right? Right, isn't he? City council? You know what the city council sent out to... uh, Jewish constituents throughout New York City, including Sid Rosenberg, they uh, sent out in this um, holiest of all high holidays in uh, honor of Yom Kippur. They they said, Happy Yom Kippur. And they sent out a picture of a menorah. Happy Yom Kippur. Joe Borelli was part of this, right? He's part of the city council. Hey, did you know that, Sid Rosenberg? Happy Yom Kippur. And they sent a picture of a menorah. Don't these schmucks, these putzes, know that a menorah is used for Hanukkah? And that Yom Kippur is not a celebration? It's a holy day. But then again, there are a lot of Jew haters in the city council of New York, right? I I can't wait for Sid to uh, come to... Hey, where's Phil? Why is Philip uh, hiding there, hey? How come I'm not scheduled for tomorrow, huh? Like I always have been, Thursday, 7.05 in the morning, so that I can hear Sid Rosenberg buck and bow and capitulate and admit he was wrong. He got stabbed in the back by Salazzo and Tessio, better known as Frank Morano. And Joe Borelli, who hung him out to dry. And then lastly, I want to commend my colleague who will be following, Greg Kelly, for delving uh, deeply into the marriage, marriage college issue. 
you know, he talked about how they had Marist uh, Family Weekend on campus. I know that our own Bill O'Reilly went to Marist. He speaks of it often. And then the 53-year-old father, Paul Cutts, who was shot in the lobby of that courtyard by Marriott in Poughkeepsie. And you ask yourself, by two homeless guys, Roy Johnson and Devin Taylor, uh, they had bomb-making materials in their room. How the hell did they end up in the courtyard Marriott? Now, right away, Dutchess County is saying, no, no, we didn't put them up there. No, 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 no. Did the state put them up there? These guys are on parole. They didn't have the money. Marriott, all of a sudden, they're reading the Book of Mormon, you know, because it's a Mormon-owned company. They say, oh, we're not responding. The question has to be in all of your minds, not just the courtyard Marriott in Poughkeepsie, but how many other hotels, motels, no-tells, Holiday Inn Expresses, taking certain clients who are homeless or emotionally disturbed because the state or the county bankrolls it, and they don't let those who are coming in to sign into the ledger know, yeah, we have homeless and emotionally disturbed persons here because the state and the county uh, checks don't bounce. Oh, more on that tomorrow, that's for sure. There's no one there.